Welcome to the Living in Lithuania podcast. Join me, Auste, in conversation with internationals who have found themselves living here in Lithuania. Great. So, hello, Mariasa. Happy to have hey. you on. Uh, even if it is virtually, I'm really glad you could make the time. Uh, so, first of all, I would just like uh, to ask you to shortly introduce yourself um, and let the listeners know uh, where you're from and the reason that you moved to Lithuania. Okay, thank you very much, Auste, for inviting me. It's really a pleasure to, to be in on, uh, on your program, <laughs> on your podcast. So, my name is Mariosa, uh, which is actually a short for Maria Rosaria. I'm from Italy, from the beautiful city of Trieste. I suggest everybody to visit as soon as, you know, this COVID crisis will be over. And I moved to Lithuania in October uh, 2014. So I have been in Lithuania for, for, in, for quite a while. Uh, I work uh, as a researcher at the Central Bank of Lithuania, and I'm also a lecturer at the Vilnius University. Uh, on the top of that, um, I, I'm a cough lover, a <laughs> coffee lover, and uh, yeah, love bu- books and re- uh, listening to music. So this is who I am. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I'm really glad to have you on. And it's it's been a while that you've been here, which is which is cool. It's great to hear people's perspectives who have been living here for you know years already. And it just gets a, we can get a better sense of what it's what it's like. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you work at the Bank of Lithuania. Central Bank. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, actually how we met because uh, my brother used to work at the Bank of Lithuania and he introduced me to you and uh, some of his other colleagues. I remember we went to uh, dinner, I think it was like pizza somewhere (laughs) and we met for the first time. Uh, So it was really great to to meet you and um, everyone else. Uh, I wanted to ask, how did you end up uh, working for the bank? Um, Were you somehow delegated from like an institution uh, from Italy, or how, how did yeah how did that process? So how how did you end up uh, working here? Uh, actually, uh, my my story Lithuania goes a little bit further back. Oh, so okay. I uh, when I was uh, doing my master, I wrote my okay. I, I did two masters. So the second master was international relations. So when I was doing my internship at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in, in Italy during my, my master, I started working on, on Lithuania. So Lithuania was uh, one of the countries I covered in my master thesis. So first of all, it was the first encounter with a country. Uh, the, the second one was, um, um, okay, during my PhD, I was in the Baltic States for a sort of summer school. It was not entirely on economics, it was also on culture and history and international relations. So uh, I visited Lithuania before actually moving to Vilnius. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did I ended up here at the end after all these other experiences? So I was in the job market in the UK um, at the very end of my PhD um, path. And uh, so I had several interviews, and one of the interviews was with the Bank of Lithuania. Uh, so it was uh, a very interesting offer. It was a very challenging type of offer because at the time, uh, the only foreigner uh, hired by the bank was my boss. And mm. basically it was a, a new start, if you want, for, uh, for the department. So I decided uh, to, to move here for, for the offer. 
that, that I got it and because I knew the country and uh, I liked it when I visited beforehand. So that's the reason why I moved to, to Vilnius. Mm, wonderful. And uh, before, did you come here in winter or summer <laughs> when you, when you I liked it? It was October, it? so oh, okay. it was starting being a, a little chilly. <laughs> okay, okay, because I think uh, a lot of people, you know, come here the first time in the summer and they think, oh, wow, this is amazing. I, I visited in the summer, though. I, I When I was in the summer school, it was a summer school, so it was mm. warm and nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we have great winters as well, but, you know, for people, oh, especially it. from southern countries, sometimes <laughs> it's a bit of a shock <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> At least here is not windy in my hometown. My hometown can get really cold and very, very, very windy. So at least here you have like very nice cold winters with snow. I mean, this year we were lucky with that. Mm. Last year, less. But it's super lovely. I, I like it very much. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember windy. living in windy cities. I lived by the seaside in Lithuania before and... It's it, it's not so much fun when it's super windy those days. Or I lived in the Netherlands as well. Lots of wind there. Oh my, so the Netherlands is crazy. It's also also yeah. very much humid there. So mm. if it's windy, humid, it gets like the, the cold is inside yourself, in your DNA. You can feel it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I, I much rather ha have here minus 20, but it be dry and <laughs> it's yep. not so bad and there's snow. So that's great. Um, so you mentioned um, that you lived in other countries before, so England, and uh, where else did you say that you lived? Uh, okay, so uh, I lived in, I think, eight countries, seven, wow. seven countries. So I, 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 only Europe, though. Fun fact, I've never been outside Europe. So I, I hope at some point I will visit other other parts of the world, but for the time being, only Europe. So mm -hmm. I lived in Austria, in uh, in Germany, uh, in the UK, in Ireland, uh, in Belgium, and in the Netherlands. And I hope I didn't miss any. <laughs> wow, wow, that's that's amazing. That's a lot of. I, I lived in, um, I think, five different uh, countries, and I think I counted seven seven cities. So, so yeah, that's, I know that was already quite a bit of moving around and you living in eight countries. That's incredible. Uh, mine was only Europe. Uh, probably you were also outside. So it, it, it's even more, uh, more, more interesting and more like challenging to live outside our continent, I think. Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, I was, I was living, you know, I was living in um, the US outside of Europe and then uh, New Zealand. So they're both English speaking oh, countries. So it's still the culture is kind of similar in, in a lot of ways. Um, but of course, you know, traveling around is, is, is great when you have the opportunity to go somewhere really far away and then you can travel that region. So that's uh, that's something I really enjoy as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to ask you more about uh, the research that you do. What kind of um, topics are, are, are you researching at the moment or maybe have, have done for the last the past year or so? So basically, the topic I'm, I'm normally working on is uh, international macroeconomics. So I'm not looking at firms or households or, or, or regions normally, but it's more about the countries and how they can relate to each other, the speedovers they can have. And uh, I'm on this, this field. Uh, I normally uh, look at current accounts or, or exchange rates, uh, real financial cycles so it's all about these international type of uh, networks or spillovers uh, across countries 
recently, I ventured a little bit more a more um, exotic side of research, mm. if you want. So uh, I had a project about possible drivers or or uh, linkages um, for um, uh, suicide rates in Lithuania with some um, sociological, psychological, economical. And, uh, and also climate change related um, factors that can affect uh, the suicide rate in Lithuania. Oh, wow. So as you probably know, it's one of the highest in the world and in the highest in the European Union. So I was asking myself, also talking to your, your brother, actually, mm-hmm. uh, what's, what could be some, uh, uh, some linkages with possible uh, other factors that can affect these suicide rates? So this is a little bit out from my comfort zone, uh, research-wise, but uh, it was very, very, very interesting. I hope I will be able to uh, dig a little bit deeper into this uh, in this topic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, suicide um, is a big subject because, unfortunately, there. Yeah, we, we like you said, we are leading, and it's it's uh, not not the proudest moment for the country, I guess, to to be a leader in that. Um, however, I have heard that it can be. Um, Sometimes also like uh, looking at statistics, um, you know, some, some countries don't uh, tend to register suicides as suicides as well. So I was thinking like how much that um, has uh, a role to play, because I know a lot of countries, they, um, they, they sometimes mark like a, a cause of death to be like an accident or, or something like this when it's actually, yeah. you know, suicide and yeah, but. Then, yeah, perhaps but, it's underreported. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but but yeah. Anyways, it's great that you know you're looking into it and the causes, and it's interesting how climate change has an impact as well. Uh, that's that's another big big issue at the moment. Absolutely. So I hope I will be. I have something even more on this side, on the climate change and suicide side, um, forthcoming. But this is something very interesting, and I hope it will be also useful for. Uh, for both researchers and policymakers, because I think it's something very important to to tackle and to to raise awareness about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We need we need solutions. <laughs> um, yeah. So more about uh, your work. Um, you you have quite an international team, um, as because I met uh, quite a few of, of your colleagues. But you said in the beginning it was just you were the only um, international person. What was that like and how has that changed over over the years since you've been working there? So when I joined the bank, actually the, the first foreigner hired by the bank was my boss. So was not uh, fully alone in uh, in the office as an international uh, person. But in the, the department was also very, very small. So um, in the last years, we, we are like more and more people from all over the place. Now we are around 17, 18 uh, persons um, in the research department. And we are really all over the place, so from all over the place. So it really changed a lot. We have, uh, I have colleagues from Iran, from Vietnam, from uh, from Germany, from Lithuania, of course. So it's a very international environment um, that is getting better and better every day. So really, the more the merrier. You can learn a lot from them, from their traditions, from their knowledge, from their expertise. Um, it's a great thing. It, it, it's getting cooler and cooler. Yeah, it's wonderful to have all of that diversity there. I mean, really 
interesting different perspectives and I guess different um, areas to, to research and expertise. That's great. And maybe I can have some of them on the podcast as well at some point. Just oh, wow. Know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, so um, venturing a little bit off of uh, the work subject, <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you mentioned that uh, you're a cat lover. And I think anyone yeah. uh, who knows you uh, can can tell quite fast that, that you love cats, especially following um, your, your social media. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask you more about that. Maybe you can talk like we have a cat cafe in Vilnius. Um, do you do you go there? Um, maybe there are more cool places like cat related, because I think it's just like an interesting topic. You know, not, not everybody <laughs> may know the, the places, but since you're very into it, I think you're the go to person to ask. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, because that is a very important topic, uh, very useful. Um, so Vilnius is actually a very cat-friendly city, which is very nice. So apart from the Cat Cafe, which is a great place, is in the very city center, so you go to Gediminu Perspectas, it is right there. Uh, currently, it is closed because of COVID, but it's a great place, get great cats, uh, <laughs> super cozy environment, so... Uh, really much um, worthwhile going, that's for sure. Uh, apart from the cat cafe, there are other uh, secret places for cat lovers. So there is, uh, there are actually two cat statues in Vilnius. Uh, so if you want to, to visit, it's very nice. So there's a huge cat in Newtown. It's a huge, huge cat. I think it was in memory of a poet who loved uh, cats very much. Hmm. And it's a huge cat. It's a huge cat. <laughs> so it's cool for pictures. You can look at that. You can read the story a little bit. It's a nice thing if you're a cat lover. Uh, the second statue is actually a little bit newer. It's in Ujupis. And it's the Ujupio cat. And it's super funny because this cat doesn't have a neck, basically. It's just round shaped. Okay. And it's so cute. <laughs> and actually, in the inscription, you can uh, you can read the story of this cat. You can take a picture of the cat, pet the cat. So, <laughs> and a nice place for cat lovers. Uh, there are a lot of cats. In it. At least, definitely more cats than in other places I lived before. <laughs> uh, if you want, I can point at you in the map where you can find some kitties. I do have. Uh, my own Lithuanian kitties in my uh, courtyard, actually. Oh, really? uh, Alexandra and Jacques. I named them. I don't know why I named like this, <laughs> but they look like uh, an Alexandra and a Jacques. Well, basically, I think they took my, my courtyard for a restaurant. They just come, they eat, and they go. Oh, okay. Uh, very nice presents, though. <laughs> and they're just like, you know, street cats, stray. Uh, beautiful cats, though. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, Alexandra once had the audacity to actually jump on my balcony, looking at me, staring at me from the outside. <laughs> She's so smart. Then. Well, you know, She's you've, so been, you've been staring at them so long. They want to they wanna see <laughs> you That's too. fair. That's fair. That's fair. Actually, fun fact. I tried to speak to them, to Alexandra in English. She didn't like it. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she really preferred in Italian for whatever reason. Okay. Okay. Let me hold the question. Uh, other places for cat lovers, um, you, you should really go just around the old town, like in Narrow Street, 
you might find some kitties there. Also try to check the windows. You never know where a cat can appear. I learned that from my own experience. You have to, 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 you know, to be zen, to embrace your inner feline, going around the city, uh, you know, wandering a little bit, being a little bit of a feline flaner, and you will, you will come up with some cats for sure. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. So yeah, anybody who wants to become a cat detective, like yes. <laughs> go to my yes. get in touch. <laughs> she will give yes. you the, the basic, you know, uh, start with the statues and then go on the... Scavenger hunt. Yeah, we should do a cat tour. I mean, yes. As soon as the COVID is over, I, I will organize a cat tour, pointing at people for, to to cat statues or cat places. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we have to. We have to do that. I remember um, for for the uh, on the girl girl gone international uh, Facebook group. I suggest, I, I think you, you posted something and then I suggested going to the cat cafe, everyone to go for brunch yeah. and, then, and then you guys went, but I couldn't go. <laughs> it was very sad. Oh no, no. Um, it was like, but, she had the idea. At the end, she wasn't with us. Yeah. But you know, whatever. It's okay. We went to, to brunch in another um, area, but I think that group of people, you know, who were going to the cat cafe would totally be up for doing a cat tour of, of Vilnius. Yeah. So oh, <laughs> you should definitely organize. By the way, organize. last point about that. Uh, there was um, Masha, one of the girls uh, we, we met at the cat cafe. Mm-hmm. We went to a cemetery in Ujupis. It, I think it's the very, um, a very end of, of the, that area. There's like an old cemetery. Mm-hmm. And there was the friendliest cat I ever seen. So I think that... The, at least another person will be interested in the in the cat tour, but we can make this happen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All the alternative tours that are happening, you know, why not? I think so many people love cats, <laughs> so it's a it's a great uh, great time. Um, yeah. So talking more about um, the the brunches that we went to, uh, maybe you know other. Like, what are the other places that you went uh, with the with the girls um, that are you think are good for brunch? Unfortunately, it was uh, a short moment in time, so we were mm. able to go to brunches basically just October, beginning of November. No, not from September actually. It was from September to the end of October, and then the situation worsened, so we we couldn't uh, meet anymore. Um, apart from the Cape Cafe, uh, we went to some more. Uh, hipster places if you want i don't think mm-hmm. that cafe is a hipster place a, a little hipsterish mm-hmm. um so there was uh one okay uh, we tried as much as we we could to have also like vegetarian friendly place because i'm vegetarians and other people also uh, are so we try our best to accommodate all the all the needs there was one uh i think not very far from the end of Gidimino, uh that that was very nice, but I don't recall the name. Uh, and there were two places more towards uh, the Mo Museum. Uh, the mm-hmm. two places close to the Mo Museum was one was uh, Roship, which is actually a vegetarian. I'm sorry, a vegan place, and mm-hmm. was pretty nice. And um, we went to um, another one very nearby, the same area. It was it was pretty pretty cool. Uh, but actually, Vilnius has a lot of new places for for branches, especially in uh, in um, in the new part of the town. 
there are like increasingly number of like little cafes or places to, to go to brunch. So we just touched base like three of them. Mm-hmm. But you can really have uh, a great experience in a lot of other places. Uh, we went with some uh, uh, colleagues to a backstage cafe, which is in the new town, a little bit further away from the center. And uh, yeah, it, it was really good. It's really small, but it, it's really cozy, really nice. And I think when the, the weather will be nicer, the situation will be hopefully better. Uh, this is one place I would like to, to, to bring uh, you girls to, to check it out. And another one very good also to check it out is called Drushka. Uh, oh my God, the name is so complicated. It's basically um, flour, uh, salt and water or something similar. So how to make bread. Mm, yeah. uh, and it's close to the train station and they have the best sourdough bread. Uh, so if you like, I don't know, uh, avocado toast or or some freshly baked uh, um, pastries and cookies, this is another place I, I would like you girls to, to, to show and to experience. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I remember... Uh, the one time, the only one time that I was able to make it uh, to the brunch before the lockdown happened, um, we were we were saying all of these different places to go to. And I really wanted to bring all of you girls to Miesto um, Laboratorio, which is like a social enterprise in Antagonist. And they have mm-hmm. this kind of community uh, brunch, which is just very nice. It's just that all the people living in the area, they come and, and the, um, they also do dinners on... Friday or Thursday and Fridays, I think. Well, when everything is open, of course, not now. Um, but yeah, that's another another nice place uh, to go. Sometimes they even have their um, just the people living there who cook in the because it's a community cafe. So sometimes they have so nice. the neighbors. Yeah, it's called the neighbors making dinner, and then and then they're making for everyone, and it's it's so great because then you, you talk to them and they say, oh, was, was everything good? You know, we were so nervous cooking for so many people, Aww. but but it's it's really really wonderful. Um, I've, it I've must been be super cozy. Yeah, and it's it's a beautiful place. They they basically um, made yeah they they made everything from scratch. It was kind of just a, a an empty building when they moved in and. Then they had all of the the people from the neighborhood just bring in uh, furniture, different uh, like uh, cutlery and uh, cups and uh, teapots and all of that. So it's just a nice mixture. Of course, they like updated, you know, um, upcycled and and all that, all of that. Um, this furniture, so everything looks really really nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's a great place and um, a great project in general. They have a lot of educational events, community events. So yeah, I definitely recommend when when they open after the lockdown uh, ends uh, to to go there too, and hopefully we can go for brunch um, with the girls yeah. there. Sounds lovely. Yeah, definitely, definitely, we should try that. Mm. And what about like um, cafes? I always see like on Facebook you're like posting <laughs> coffee somewhere on a walk. I used to. <laughs> I used to. Uh, yeah. Together with being a very cat-friendly city, Vilnius is also a, a coffee lover city. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, apart from uh, from brunch places, normally they also overlap brunch places and nice coffee places. Uh, if you are a coffee lover, you will definitely feel at home here. 
not only there are some chains that um, from uh, Huracan to Vero Cafe to Caffeine, they are the the the, um, the, the most like recognized and the, like widely spread chains in uh, in the city. But you have some like uh, um, independent little cafes, so you can also try different type of uh, of beans, and uh, you, even uh, you can try um, coffee tasting. Uh, once with uh, with my colleague Niole, we went to this Brook Nose uh, mm. cafe, which is also in the new town. Again, new town is a very hip place for a lot of things. Um, and uh, there was like I think forty five minutes, thirty minutes um, coffee tasting. So they were explaining to you where these beans were from, uh, the history of the beans of the region, who culti- cultivated this uh, type of beans. There was also like very interesting like to to understand what you were drinking so if you like also this type of experience there is such a thing there was such a thing um also available and uh wherever you are in the city in whatever neighborhood you will find some cozy nice cafe to experience your coffee uh if i have to say which is as an italian so Perhaps where your um, way to drink coffee is different wherever you're from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as an Italian, I found that this coffee in uh, uh, this cafe, sorry, in uh, in Bocciu called Italala, has the best cappuccino, um, uh, espresso, or flat white. Then the name says it well, <laughs> Italala. Yeah, Italy. yeah. <laughs> Italians love it. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. It's so good. And it's also the place, even if it's in, right in the city center, it's close to Rotuche, so it cannot be more central. Uh, it's very, very cozy. And just if you want to, I used to go there just to read the book. I was like bringing my book, sitting there, having my croissant, having my cappuccino and just enjoying life, reading my stuff. That's a great place. That's a great place. But it's just one of many. Mm-hmm. There are really a lot of new cafes and a lot, many more I need to try. So let's hope this moment of like uh, lockdown will, will be over as soon as possible and the vaccine will be like spread and everybody will be back to sort of normal. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking looking forward to that too. And yeah, like you said, so many, really so many cafes to explore. I mean, I I walk by like... Not so much in the city right now, but uh, when I used to, I, I used to work in the city center as well in Avokachogatva, and yeah, I just walk down, and like, it seems like every other week there's a new place opening up or something happening, and so it's uh, so many uh, places to go. I don't, I don't drink so much coffee myself because I'm quite sensitive to it. Um, so I'm also quite happy that a lot of cafes are now doing this like uh, matcha latte, um, which which I actually really like, and yeah. And that's kind of like my, my go-to drink when I want something fancy because I, I drink tea at home all the time, like, I don't know, five cups of tea a day um, and uh, coffee every, yeah, once in a while, but very rarely. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I can I can also have some like a fancier drink when I go uh, to these these nice cafes because it's just nice to, to be there. Like the atmosphere is yeah. so nice. Um, just, yeah, indeed, like just read a book or something. Yeah, this is something I really miss. I mean, just to go to to a cafe and just again taking a tea, a coffee, whatever, just sitting there and you know enjoying a read or working a little bit. Also, mm-hmm. that that's something I, I I do miss a lot. 
Yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon <laughs> it'll it'll come back. So, what else have you um, do you like to do in your free time? Um, I guess during not quarantine times and 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 now, what what are your go to like activities? Okay, there is actually uh, an activity that is still feasible. <laughs> um, even in lockdown, which is uh, reading. So um, uh, together with other uh, friends here in, uh, in Vilnius, we, we are like talking about books all the time. One is Evelina from the bank, by the way. Mm. And uh, uh, luckily here is not very complicated to find um, bookstores uh, with English books, which is amazing. So there, the, there are at least one, two, three uh, bookstores in the city center where you can find English books. So one of my uh, to-go uh, shopping when I uh, was not in lockdown, where I was actually going there just to relax, checking new books and talking to the uh, to the um, to the people working in the bookstores. Uh, it, it's just another like feel good place for me. So if you are interested in the English books, uh, there these three bookstores. One is in uh, Universiteto Gatve. Super city center again. Uh, mm. I think it's from this chain called Humanitas. Mm. So you go down the stairs, there are a lot of English books, especially classics. Mm. Uh, there is one which is actually my favorite close, uh, called Eureka, which is close to the cathedral. And they have especially new books, a lot of science fiction, which is my favorite genre, so I'm very happy. Mm. And a lot of nonfiction books as well. And the third one is a little smaller. And it's close to um, to this Novotel, so still in that area, if you want. And uh, uh, it is a mixture of nonfiction and fiction books, but they have like a smaller choice, but you can find something cool there uh, there as well. So normally before lockdown, I used to go like to a cafe, checking my, my bookstores, uh, walking a little bit. Um, going to the National Library is also very cool. Not only is a great uh, architectural, actually architecturally mm -hmm. great, uh, but also inside sometimes you have exhibitions and also there you have quite a few books in English. So on the ground floor, there is a cafe. So you have a cafe, mm -hmm. uh, you have the English section and you can also enjoy the, uh, the architecture of the place. And normally you have also exhibitions. So this is also a very, very cool, uh, cool place to go. So... I like walking a lot, but it was the, the my um, to-go little walk like on Saturdays normally. So this is what I used to do it before lockdown. So now libraries are closed, uh, bookstores are closed. I mean, you can buy books online, but it's not the same type of experience. Mm -hmm. So this part changed a little bit. But luckily, um, I can buy books online. So at least the reading part, uh, I kept it. <laughs> And for the rest, um, yeah, as I said, I, I really like working a lot. So I was like, uh, I'm still going to the parks, uh, just listening to my music, uh, whatever, <laughs> um, podcasts as well, and meeting friends. I was, I mean, I, I, I have a very relaxing life during mm. weekends. So those, those were and are my, uh, you know, um, uh, hobbies or, or or how I, I used to spend my time as you spend my time when uh, when I'm free mm. yeah it's wonderful 
Yeah, like like that you mentioned the, the the National Library. It really is a great place. I used to I'll go there much more often when I was writing my uh, master's thesis. That was my kind of uh, go to place uh, for that, and it's it's great. You go there, and like you said, there's usually some sort of exhibition there. Um, there's great uh, little quiet spaces you can go, and um, and of course books uh, books books to read. Um, we also would have, I think. Um, for for some of the initiatives I'm in, sometimes we would have like meetings in the meeting rooms there. So it's uh it's great it's great to have that very like central uh, place place to go. Mm-hmm. And um, the, mm-hmm. the other libraries are, are quite good as well, I think. But I th- this one because it just has like renovations not so long ago, it's become like a very modern go to um, go to place. And the the bookstores i'm not sure cool what place. the name yeah. of the street was um maybe it's dominicona street you know the one next to um the the school salamea nerias um gymnasium you know like the end of um and then if you turn like right that street i don't remember the name okay <laughs> but okay. uh there's Strakugatve? no the uh the other way oh the other way okay yeah, oh, so so there's store? there's a bookstore there, but it's it's for like nonfiction books. Ah, okay, okay. See, they also sell like uh, tourist guides and like uh, um, picture books, art books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of art books, yeah. a lot of uh, different cool uh, um, kind of topics. So that that's a place I usually would love to go to and just uh, flip through the books, um, read cool, a little bit. Yeah. Um, about certain topics like i'm i'm interested now in, in plants and because i have this gardening initiative i was looking <laughs> through mm-hmm. those and see maybe i can find something interesting so that was uh, one of the go-to kind of uh, book bookstores um, that i would go to and what about actually, uh, Ita- yeah oh sorry I, I forgot to mention one and is actually very close to uh, to this bookstore you just mentioned. That is uh, a coffee place and secondhand bookstore just right there. It's called Mint Vinetto, which mm-hmm. is also great. Yeah, a lot I, of English books there as well. Yeah, I like to go there for for coffee, well, tea or <laughs> for, to, to sit there. It's a very nice atmosphere. They also sometimes have mu- like live music there. I think I was there mm-hmm. with friends a few uh, like a year ago and. Um, they they had like a performance. <laughs> we were very lucky to to do that. That's super nice. And I think also, yeah, my friends um, were organizing this uh, kind of like storytelling events. Um, oh, people nice. would just share stories from their lives for I don't know ten minute stories, short stories. Um, so I, I I did a little story at one point there. So it's great. I think I think you can if you want to organize something. It's like a great place. If you don't, you know, you don't want to do it like a big, massive event. You want to do like a small, cozy um, event or music. Well, that's a or nice anything. idea, actually. Yeah. That's a very nice idea. I should come up with something, some cool idea how to do it. Oh, you know what will be cool? Doing some, something like a role play, like there, there is a murder. You don't know mm. who is in the group, the murder. You have to figure it out. That, like Cluedo. Mm-hmm. But like in real life, no, no, we are not gonna kill anybody. Yeah. But like, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> role playing. <laughs> yeah, cool. I I did one of those. I think for um, I had a was it New Year's party or ha- maybe Halloween party? Halloween party like years ago. I was still in school, 
and I organized this uh, murder mystery party. There was there's one game that I found online, just free. You can print it out, and nobody knows who the killer is. Like not even the person you know who's who printed out all the things. Um, so it's 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 really cool. It's it's really fun uh, fun game to play that. with friends. Yeah, yeah, that. I'd be up for that definitely. <laughs> sign me, sign done, me up. Done, done is in the list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, one small thing about uh bookstores and cats i forgot shame on me i'm really getting old um the there is a um is a sort of chain it's a small independent uh chain of bookstores called Kestoteca. they used to have a very cool ginger cat in nojupes called mm. ponulis who unfortunately passed away a couple of years mm. ago but they have another cat in the, the Kestoteca close to to the market Oh. Uh, I think it's called Kukutis, the cat. Oh, Another ginger one. So they combines that I need to visit. I never, I, I, I met Ponulis. I didn't meet the second cat. So I, I need to figure that out as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. After, after quarantine, <laughs> it's like the first place to go. First place. I'm going to bring some treats to the kitty. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they will appreciate that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask as well about Italian books. Like, if, is there any place you can find books in Italian? This is super hard. Actually, I, I, I kind of was forced to, to, to read in English. Now I read only in English because it's easier to find books around. Uh, but you can find some books, not many. I think there are probably maximum 20 titles in, uh, in this um, uh, bookstore in Universiteto Gatve. Mm. This Academine Ekniniga. And it's close to the uh, Italian Cultural Center. So I think that's the reason why people probably, they are learning Italian, they are asking for Italian books. So I think you can actually also order Italian books in this uh, bookstore. And that is the only one uh, um, I'm aware of. They they have like new Italian books. Sometimes you can find few books in this uh, Mint Vinetto, the second-hand bookstore. Uh, they they do have books in different languages, and sometimes you can find also some Italian ones. Hmm. Uh, they are a little bit more like in French uh, and other uh, like Nordic languages, like in uh, in Swedish and in Norwegian and in German. But sometimes you can find also in Italian. But it, it's very rare. I mean, you you don't have like a wide selection on Italian books. Yeah. Okay. For anyone listening, we need we need more Italian books. More, more Italian books. Study Italian, read Italian. <laughs> yeah. And you said there's a, a cultural center for um, Italian cultural center. What kind of uh, events do they do, or have have you been to any of them? Uh, I was to to few of them actually, uh, and even if they don't sell Italian books, they they have a library. So if you want, you can borrow Italian books there. Uh, normally, uh, the event I was part of, I, I participated to, they were like um, presentation of books. So they were inviting some authors talking about their uh, their their books, their lives. Uh, and uh, normally you, you can also ask some questions in the end. It was very, very well organized. Uh, I was once at, uh, at a meeting with the Dacia Maraini. Uh, who is a very uh, well-known, very good writer. Hmm. And uh, uh, I was there also for a sort of seminar 
uh, about the history of Lithuania, made by an Italian researcher, actually works here. Um, and recently there was uh, the, the very last one when I was just before the, the starting of the COVID crisis or still in 2020, I was like February, I think. Mm. Uh, it was a meeting about the language in, uh, uh, in Sicilian um, literature. So there was mm. about Pirandello, was about uh, um, Tomasi di Lampedusa. Um, it, was, uh, it was super, super, super interesting. And I was there actually with a friend, a colleague from the bank, who lived in Sicily for for quite a while. She did there her uh, her PhD. So she was more into like Sicilian culture than I was, or still am. <laughs> I never been there, so there's another place I should visit. Uh, so so they they do have quite uh, quite interesting events. So if you are interested in uh, in uh, Italian culture. Uh, keep track of what is going on there and normally everything is in uh, is in english uh, because mm. uh um the, the the guests are normally italians or working on italian culture and literature but you always have the translation also in lithuanian so you can have your your headphones and you can uh understand what's going on oh cool oh okay. yeah the last one was on camilleri sorry i forgot the the most important one uh so yeah that's it. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever been to um, any of their events, so also something <laughs> to keep in mind after a lockdown. If if you ever see anything interesting, like do let me know. Um, that would Absolutely. be great to see. Maybe you could tell me more about like um, the the town you're from and how like that compares to here. I mean, usually I ask you know like the the place. Um, that people lived before here, but you lived in so many places. I don't even know where to start, <laughs> but it's like, what are the, maybe what are the things that you've noticed in Lithuania that you didn't notice in the other places that you've lived? Okay. Uh, actually, fun fact, uh, in few books I read, uh, they often compare Vilnius to my hometown, oh. which is a, a very interesting thing, uh, because as Vilnius uh, changed the name depending on uh, historical uh, events, if you want. So from Vilna to, to Vilno to Vilnius. So also my hometown went through the same type of, uh, of history. You can call it Trieste, as it's now as Italian, Thirst or Trieste. Uh, also went through the same type of process. So mm. it is also like a, um, a country, uh, sorry, a, a city very close to the border. So it's basically where the Latin culture, the Slavic culture, and the Germanic culture, they meet in one place. So you have really uh, a, an international city, a mix of like different cultures and traditions. And it was um, a major port of, uh, of the Austro-Hungarian Empire for, um, for quite a while. So we were Austro-Hungarian for 600 years, which is a long time. And uh, being a port franc, so a lot of people moved to Trieste. Uh, together with that, you can find uh, places of uh, um, uh, with different religions, basically, uh, they, they combine and they live together. Uh, from uh, we have um, uh, Catholic churches, uh, Lutherans, um, 
a, a, a mosque. Uh, we, um, we have also like a, a Buddhist temple. Uh, you can really find uh, a lot of places with a lot of culture. And uh, as it was also Vilnius, Trieste was also the, the center of a very big um, Jewish community. So something like, for instance, in sweets, <laughs> so like food-wise, in the sweets, I can find really something similar in Vilnius and in Trieste. Oh, so okay. we, have some, we have something very similar to Babka which is also something I found here in Berlin, or the Tala, which is also something I found here. Um, and uh, apart from the story, the history of the, uh, of the city is, is beautiful. <laughs> so you have you go to send, uh, having a, uh, just swimming in the city center. You don't have to take any method of transportation. You just walk, you go there. You you uh, and use women in the in the fancy sea, which um. is not as good as like in Croatia, but it's still very pretty sea. So we are mm. very proud of being like uh, a sea a city on the seaside, and we have the biggest uh, um, uh, square facing the. Sea. So I don't know if you ever been in uh, in Lisbon. There is something similar. So there is the square facing in the sea just uh, square and make it like much bigger and mm-hmm. then the that's the main square in uh, in my hometown so it's really a little bit overlooked by the the the, the tourists if you want because it's so it's not super close but it's relatively close to venice so the people already prefer to go mm-hmm. to venice than to trieste but this is really a jewel uh, you also have a castle facing the seaside. It was uh, built by by the Habsburg, and is a nice place. Uh, also, because there is a so a lot of like different trees from all over the place, and you have a WWF um, um, uh, protected area there to protect that part of this. Actually, a friend of mine works there. Is I technologist there, and uh, there are there were a lot of like schools and people going there to visit and uh, trying to uh, to learn more about the the animals and uh, the plants they live in that part of of Italy. So mm, that's also pretty cool. Uh, and the last part I want to point it out is actually also see very much involved in uh, cutting edge research especially in biotech, uh, biology, um, physics. We have a very important international center of physics research. Um, so there's very much to see and to visit if you, if you like. Yeah, definitely. Very much sounds... suggested, of course. I'm sounds... not biased at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it sounds, sounds really great. Um, I've not been, but uh, my sister actually uh, lives in Italy. She lives in Milan. So I, I, when it's possible to travel, I do mm-hmm. go uh, to visit her quite often. And then we try to visit, well, either go, I, I love to go to the mountains. So usually if I go to somewhere, I'm like somewhere in the mountains, um, either in Italy or um, Switzerland or France, just that, all that area. Um, but I have been to, um, to more of, of, of that side, like to Verona, to uh, Trento. 
and yeah, Venice a little bit. We just went for like two hours. Um, it was wasn't really a normal visit, but Trieste, okay, yeah, that'll be on my list for 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 next time traveling. I think think that's cool and uh, funny how you mentioned like bi- like biotech and all of this. Like Lithuania is also <laughs> trying to you know go go in this uh, direction a lot. So I think there may be some similarities <laughs> between Vilnius and um, and Trieste after all. And do you do you get to visit there often? Um, do you do you miss miss the miss your town? Yeah, it is my hometown. I do miss it a lot, mm. especially I miss the sea. So I think when you were born on the seaside, you will always miss the sea. More than the city, you miss that the city has an end. If you have mm. this perspective, I think if you were not born on the seaside, you don't have this thing. But I think everybody can relate. You, you need the sea. This is really mm. probably one of the few things I really, really, really deeply miss. Uh, mm. Apart, of course, from my family and friends. But uh, I used to go back to, to my hometown twice a year. Because uh, not all, uh, this is, a, 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 I think, the major drawback of the connection between Vilnius and, and Trieste. Because uh, Vilnius has some, used to have some the direct connection with Italy but all with places quite far away from my hometown. Hmm. So um, we used to call it Il Viaggio della Speranza, which is literally uh, uh, the, the, the trip of hope. So you really <laughs> hope you will reach it in a like, decent amount of hours. Normally, okay, um, there was a direct flight to Treviso with Ryanair from uh, some time ago, but from Treviso to Trieste is still very long. It's like one bus... Uh, one train, another bus. I mean, it's super long. Uh, otherwise, you have to change either in Frankfurt, in Riga, or in Vienna, but you ended up in Venice. And again, you need an, another bus and another train to reach Trieste. So it's a mixture of not having a lot of connection from uh, Vilnius to northeast of Italy and Trieste uh, not be uh, easy to reach. So the only way is via Venice, but still it takes quite a while. So I, I needed a full day to go from Vilnius to Trieste. Mm. Around 10 hours, I calculated from door to door, which mm. is crazy because a kilometers wise is not that far. Yeah. So yeah, twice yeah. a year, summer, Christmas time. Not mm. this year though, just summer. Yeah, this, this year is challenging to travel anywhere. Yeah. This is something I would like to do actually, because apart from being in um, uh, in Kaunas in Klaipeda, uh, I haven't visited other places. Mm. So what I would like to do is actually going uh, on the seaside. Talking about missing the sea, perhaps mm. I need to visit more the seaside. So I hope when the, the weather will be nicer, the situation will be better, uh, I would like to visit Palanga and Nida. So this is what uh, is in the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will have some suggestions, you know, some people around for uh, for the best places. And I finally will I'm not longing for the sea anymore. <laughs> I need to... Yeah, you do go. See that as lovely, well. <laughs> lovely, lovely seaside. Um, go to Klaipeda as well. Well, I guess if you go to Neda, it's, it's on the way. Um, but I lived there for six months, like a couple of years ago. And 
Yeah, it's 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 great. I feel like it's really underrated because it's not as busy in the summer as you know Palanga. Everybody goes to Palanga. It's and the, then all the people are there. Um, but uh, Kalipada is really nice as well, and they also have this kind of kind of uh, yeah more hipsterish or <laughs> um, new, new places that are opening up, which I think I think are quite <laughs> quite great too. I can definitely make recommendations about Kalipada because. Uh, yeah, I live there and now it's like a second home in Lithuania for me. But but uh, Neda, of course, is beautiful. And um, in Palanga, there's always things happening in the summer. So also great. Definitely need to do that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And other cities, I mean, never been to Alitus, never been to Mariampol. Never, I mean, there are so many places. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what the situation this summer is with travel. But, you know, if it's, if it's still mm-hmm. challenging, then another great opportunity to uh, visit all the other places. I, I still haven't been to a lot of cities um, in Lithuania as well, like travel, you know, to different country, but often miss out on the, the places that are actually close. Um, yeah. The, so one question I, I end uh, the podcast because you, you listened, I think to, to one episode already um, is like three mm-hmm. words uh, and three words. If you can describe a life in Lithuania. Um, I say versus you have such a great like um, link to nature. Like I think it goes deeply in your soul in some mm. way, and I really appreciate that. I respect that. This is something we we, we don't really have, especially if you are like from uh, from cities in Italy. So nature is the first one. The second one is dynamic, because I think you're very much involved in what you see, uh, Lithuania, like in ten years. You are working on it. I mean, I've seen changes from uh, from 2014 to, to 2021. And I, I might say that the, the society, the people have this like uh, going further type of mentality they really like. So I might say also dynamic is another word. And the third one is, a uh, third one, let me think. I would like to say cat, but I cannot say that <laughs> because we talked about kitties all the time. So uh, the third one is cozy because I never felt out of place here, which is a very nice feeling and not always happens. So yeah, those are my three words. Oh, wonderful. Great. Okay, so that's that's it. Thank you so much. For, Thank for you. Thank you so much. I, I hope it was interesting and I'm really looking forward to see you. Thank you for listening. For more conversations like this one, subscribe to the podcast and let's connect on the Living in Lithuania Facebook page. If you or someone you know would like to be on the podcast, feel free to get in touch. Until next time.